Welcome to the SEO Happy Hour Podcast with We Do Web Content. Listen up, marketers and small business owners. If you're looking to get a better grasp on understanding how to use proven digital marketing techniques to grow your business, you're in the right place. On our SEO Happy Hour Podcast, our team will teach you the proven techniques we use with our clients and interview the industry experts on marketing, SEO, content, social, and more. Grab a drink and a seat. And here is your host, Alex Valencia. And gentlemen, what's happening? It's been a long time. Thank you for listening on another episode of SEO Happy Hour with We Do Web Content. My name is Alex Valencia, your host, and I'm excited to have an awesome, awesome guest with you today. Given the climate that we're in right now, I thought it'd be an awesome introduction and awesome opportunity to bring in someone where we're not talking about SEO, we're not talking about marketing, but actually talking about how to work on your business as opposed to in your business. And today's topic, we're going to be talking about so many awesome things. I, I get the opportunity to talk to Keith so often because Keith's a personal friend, a business mentor, a, a mentor as a dad, just as an absolute human being. I mean, we, we've known each other for over a decade. Um, so let me give you a Keith bio here real quick because it's pretty badass, um, you know, just from where he came from and, and what he's built up. And, um, so Keith Tarico is a, a business consultant and a licensed insurance agent with experience in the PEO industry dating back 10 years when he joined a large PEO outsourcing organization as the regional vice president. He participated in executive decisions regarding the direction of the company before starting his own consulting agency, Total Business Group. Not only, but Keith recently with uh, We Do Web Content, with all of our growth within the last couple of years, helped us and consulted with us on, on so many levels, 401ks, employment, workers' comp. So we've had we've been having a, a probably a two almost two-quarter conversation on changing the way we were managing our business, managing our employees, and doing everything for our staff because they're the ones that make everything happen. So let me give it to Keith and uh, you know, so glad, man. So happy to have you on here. You're your personal friend. So so I'm excited that you're here and we were able to set this up given the current climate and the social distancing. We're not six feet apart, but, uh, <laughs> but, but, uh, we're, we're, we've all been quarantining. So Keith, you know, right off the bat, what made you change from going from a corporate employee to, to go self-employed and start your own business, man? That's, that's brave. I appreciate that. And thanks too. I, I, I want to back up and say hello to the audience and also thank you for that great introduction, by the way. I mean, that's excellent. And I guess today it's interesting. You're going to really get even deeper into understanding a little more about what I do. Right. Right. And, um, and the great part about that is to share that with your audience. So thanks again for that great introduction. Um, well, you know what, prior to accepting my role as regional vice president, um, I did have my own business, you know, and that's kind of where I, you know, my roots lie and being an entrepreneur is where my heart was. Right. But you know what? The experience was great, you know, going to corporate America. It's actually, I don't know if I ever told you this, but it was my first W-2 job I ever had at, That's right. yeah, at yeah. like 38 years old, right? It's kind of scary. But I was pretty curious just to see like how the other side operated. And I've always been curious to try to understand a little bit more about like, you know, how does businesses work? Because my business works one way, but, you know, other businesses work differently. And what better way to get into that than an HR outsourcing company that is touching hundreds, sometimes thousands of different clients? So for me, it was it was a little, you know, a little scary. I had to start from the beginning and kind of start over and put myself out there. 
But having access um, to working with all these different CEOs and CFOs, um, working with many different businesses, you know, attorney firms, accounting firms, um, right down to hospitality and restaurants. I mean, the spectrum was so broad that um, I was able to actually see on how these actual businesses operate day to day outside of the way that mine operated. And this made me more well-rounded, right? And really gain a core competency in understanding issues that are facing them and how to pivot and how to strategize and share some of that knowledge that I had in my own business as I had different things that affected me. Um, you know, when you're looking at HR outsourcing side of it, it touches on so many different areas. I mean, it's this really cool puzzle with a whole bunch of different pieces that are to it, right? You know, it has this technology and how does this all work together? Right. You have HR, you have employee benefits, you have workers comp, you know, you know, and how does that all affect everything? Um, so, you know, I like getting with the business owners because when I was a business owner, I, you know, I was always looking to try to find different ways. And sometimes it's just a lack of not having that knowledge of, you know, where do I go to? Because you only know what you know. And when exactly. we're starting a business out, right, do we have like all these different resources? Yeah. I don't have, I didn't have a CFO. Did you when you yeah. started? I didn't have necessarily, uh, you know, I pretty much did everything, I, including including going into cleaning the office up. I mean, that's just the reality right. of when you start a business on how it starts, right? I just took out the garbage wall. Yeah, I saw you did that <laughs> right my way in. Yeah. So, you know, getting well-rounded by being inside of an actual corporate structure and seeing the different businesses, you know, enabled me to be able to consult, I think, at a much higher level, right, you know, than other companies had. So my roots didn't change after working in the corporate world. One thing that I did realize that that being in corporate world kept me captive and, you know, being how we are being free as our business owners, we're not captive, we're idea makers, right? We think things through, right. we come up with these cool ideas and then we grow these ideas and then we create these businesses. And that's really what separates the entrepreneur, you know, from say somebody in corporate who has a structure, almost like a franchise type of thing. So getting to see that other side of it and, um, you know, being more well-rounded and independent, um, I realized that I wanted to go back on my own again because I didn't want to be captive. At the end of the day, I want to bring them what is the best solution and educate someone on what their options are, not be told what their options are supposed to be by somebody who's managing me. And that's pretty much why I went back into doing it myself. That's awesome. And, and I'm going to jump in there real quick because our experience was, was so awesome. Um, you know, once, once you dive into switching over from one of the main companies that you're using for payroll and, and HR and everything that you have, you know, you don't realize the amount of work that that goes into it and and having someone that guided you and, and helped you and held your hand choosing the right company that's going to fit your company. Right. We're more of a technology technology company. So for Keith to come in and be like, well, you know, I know these companies that I think will relate more to you, that will give you exactly what you need while still saving costs and bulk everything in, right? Whereas if all I know as a business owner and just starting off are the two main companies or three main companies that are out there, then they have the advantage. But when you're working with, with someone who's consulting you and the same thing happened when we, you know, we did our house, anything consulting, anything specific and catered to exactly what you're looking for is always more helpful. And even more so when there's a cost savings to it. So as a business owner, that's, mm -hmm. you know, bottom line, what am I looking for is I'm looking for cost savings, but more so how am I going to keep all my employees happy? What do I have? What am I, what are we going to create for current employees and then new employees that that's going to want them to come work for us? Yeah. So, um, you know, one thing I never knew what it meant till, till you and I started talking about is 
PEO. Can, can you explain what a PEO is and what, what the differentiators Absolutely. are? Absolutely. I just want to touch on what you said, because you really said a really bunch of great points there. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it, it's not commodity or shouldn't be commodity driven when you're dealing with, you know, your workforce, right? And I think that finding the solutions that make your employees have a better workplace mm -hmm. is kind of what you were touching on there. And, and that's a key element to any type of outsourcing. And also, you don't know what you don't know. So people run to the, you know, to the, the bigger companies or, you know, you Google something and the first one that pops up, that doesn't mean that it's necessary right. because they're marking the better company for you. And through, through my experience, kind of stepping back on the other side, but I'm able to actually kind of pull that, that, that quote back. And sometimes it is, sometimes it is the major company that is the best, but I think at the end of the day, it's about finding the right fit for you. And that's what my experience is able to bring in there. But to, to say what a PEO is, and there's a lot of acronyms that are out there in every business, right? right? Okay. So not to sound too like, um, too like, uh, you know, pitchy here or elevated pitchy here, but a PEO is a professional employer organization. So PEOs are commonly known as HR outsourcing companies. That's how many people know them as. So the purpose of a PEO is to provide employer services to its clients. Now, Alex, these services, they're going to vary based on the PEO and the client size, because it's not a one size fits all. And the PEOs model themselves usually after specific industries, right? But of course, they'll take any business they can get, even if it's not the right fit. You know, so as an example, um, and I think this is the simplest way to say it, that PEOs work in four major areas, right? So you have, you know, the HR, it starts with payroll and HR, then you have employee benefits and workers comp. Now the PEOs use a technology platform that ties all this in together into like a single source signing. So rather than having multiple vendors, right? I have my, my, um, my workers comp over here, my employee benefits over there, I have my technology over here. I have my 401k over there. You know, how do I put all that into just signing in once for me and my employees where everything is right there? And that is a big part of, you know, what a PEO is able to do for their clients is basically streamline the operation. And then the other aspect what they do is they do enter everything from a tax perspective under one EIN number. So by submitting under one EIN number, a small business now gains access to large business buying power, right? That's gold. It is, right? You know, so now I maybe I'm a 20 person operation right. or 10, and now I have access if I'm a thousand. And, and I don't need to really explain to the audience what that means by having buying power or leverage, you know, that comes with it. And then the other side of it is shared resources. And I actually referenced this to some people. It's funny, we had a meeting at, you know, those Regis places? Yeah. Okay. So it's a Regis office center, and we're having actually a meeting in there in the Regis office center. When they asked me about PEO, I said, well, it's, you know, it's kind of a lot like this. You have a secretary yeah. at the desk that everybody plugs into. You have, you know, they answer the phone for your operation. You have, you know, um, somebody who's filling the coffee pot and doing all that stuff. And that's kind of what a PEO does on a simplified scale, but they do it for a lot of major areas that are, that are touching on, you know, on your business. Nice. Nice. Um, can you tell me a little bit about and tell the audience what, what co-employment is? Okay. And that's a great question because it's kind of, if you think about it, it's like, what is this co-employment right. thing? I mean, it's, you know, does that mean I lose and this my is employees? All stuff, and, yeah. We, mean, we had to this? learn and, and still, it's I don't scary, care to right? learn. It's nice <laughs> to just hire somebody and, and they handle that. So yeah, yeah. tell us a little bit about that and, okay. and what so, we should know. So I'll break it down. So it's an, here, here's, here's how it reads usually. It's an allocation of sharing certain employer responsibilities. Okay. But basically, you know, let's look at it in real life. So yeah. I'm a business owner. And I just enrolled into a PEO. Now I still maintain business as usual. So all the direction and control, you know, of the company, the employees, you know, that's all mine. Nothing's changed there, right? So things like hiring, termination, culture, supervising, that remains with me. Now the PEO then takes over much of the back office, like that nitty gritty type of stuff. 
okay? Remitting wages, withholdings, issuing W-2s, um, you know, collecting and depositing employment taxes on behalf of the client. So basically, the best way I always found that people understand this is saying to them, you know, if you remain the worksite employer, right? Because, you know, they're not in the office telling you what to do. Then the PO becomes the paper employer, you know? I can actually even add on it just a little bit more, right? So, you know, like we said earlier, you know, you start your business with this great idea and this great idea, you want to grow this. I, I like using this in this great idea. You want to grow this great idea. But when you start this great idea, you never said, oh, shoot, I got to do cover letters. I got to do, <laughs> right. you know I mean, I got to worry about, you know, employee benefits and I have to worry about reconciling bills and, you know, all that paperwork, all we call it, like you have like, um, you know, all that, you have that strategic HR, you know, and then a transactional HR. You did not start wanting to do like transactional type of stuff. You know, you want to be strategic. And right. that's why you're, that's why you're, you know, a, a self-employed business owner or, or operating company at a high level. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so here's a great question, because this is what I want my, my audience to understand. Because, you know, obviously everyone knows that we, we manage the digital marketing for, you know, 50 to 100 of the top law firms in the country. Some of these law firms have uh, internal payroll and internal HR and, you know, they're large firms. And, you know, I've always wondered, you know, what, what would the benefit of, of Keith coming in and, and uh, you know, talking to them about PEO? So what's the business benefit from using a PEO? I yeah. mean, I know what it is now because we've benefited greatly from it, but, you know, mm -hmm. tell the audience what, what, how they would benefit. Yeah. And, and there's some perceptions to that, right? So, the first thing that comes to mind for me, because I'm in the business and I understand, you know, how important soft cost savings and all that stuff are is, you know, HR, technology, reduced liability, right? As an owner, that affects you. Um, but that has more to do with streamlining the operations and then being compliant. Unfortunately, soft cost savings is usually not the driver. It's not the impetus that starts off a PDO conversation or an outsourcing conversation for that matter. What really gets owners, you know, initially interested is hard cost savings. You know, it does start with there. And I, th I think that's what probably your question, the audience is thinking in their heads right now. So again, it goes back to with the larger buying um, power that you have, most companies see reduced premiums for employee benefits and workers comp, which is a hard cost. Now, you know, workers comp, right? I mean, how, do, how is that going to be a big savings? If you're, I guess, an accounting firm, you know, you have, you know, people who are just doing office work, you know, your bill rates are going to be low. It's not going to be a huge savings with that, right? But if I'm, a, you know, doing roofing and I'm doing long haul trucking, things like that, you know, that could be, you know, quite expensive right. on the workers' comp. So there's more savings when it comes to that. Right. So depending on, sorry to interrupt, no, depending on the business type, there could be unfound cost savings from your workers' comp. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I found too that, you know, from the employee benefits side, which touches really just about everybody, but it touches actually the other people not on the workers' comp side more, right? right? So everything always balances out. It's just life. But, you know, on the employee benefit side, you know, I tend to see at least a 10 or 20% savings, you know, on, um, on employee benefits, you know, and that also helps offset any new administration charges or any fees that, you know, what's that, that 10 time. to 12% savings. I'm going to say about 10 to 20% savings. 10 to Sorry. 20. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's strong. Okay. Well, I'll give you an example that we had a client recently that we were working with and Honestly, this happens a lot. I walk in there, they look at me, that we go through the whole discovery process because that's how it starts. It's a discovery. You gotta understand your company. Everybody's a little different. You know, we go through, you know, what's important to you because usually it is more than, than savings. There are efficiencies. But before we get to that, we kind of go through the whole entire thing. Hey, what am I gonna save? Well, you know, we have to have this, this um, discovery meeting. I need to understand your company better. So I had gone through with the owner and two days later, he's like, do you have a quote for me? I'm like, well, you know, there's underwriting that goes in here. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. And he, he got to the next day, he called me again, same thing. And finally I said to him, 
I said, you know what, what would, what would be your impetus for, for change? What would motivate you? What dollar amount since you're, you know, you're, let me hear what that is. So I don't right. waste your time. Right. You know, what is that number that your expectation is? So, and then he kind of didn't say anything. He paused for a second. He said, Keith, he goes, you know, you, you, you know, I'm not sure. I said, well, I go, let's, let's maybe be more broad about this. I go, is it 10,000? Is it 50,000? Is it a hundred thousand? He goes, oh, 50,000 or a hundred thousand. That that's great. Well, I had already known I had some initial underwriting, but I still want to look at some additional options um, that were done that we had $280,000 in savings. Now, not to say that you're going to save $280,000 right. by calling me. They had 90 something employees and, you know, that were on that. But the funniest part was I walked out of the meeting. His next thing to me after we did the presentation, um, I think two days later, was he asked me how soon we can get this going. Then he bugged me every day on getting started. So, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. Those, yeah, are, those awesome. are great stories. Yeah, those are great stories. And I was able to help them. And they're great friends. And, and they become family to me and great clients. And, and then all the other areas, we really dig down in. And we've been able to help them quite a bit with it. Cool. Um, so that, that I was writing down because I remembered... Um, since we work with law firms, so I, I, I wanted you to tell the story, okay. obviously without naming the name of the firm, mm -hmm. they're a personal injury and a workers compensation firm, mm -hmm. surprisingly, because we're talking worship. And they had how many employees? Um, I think about 25. They were growing pretty fast. I think as a lot of people in your space are growing. And, right. and what I found with them, and I don't know if this is the norm, you could probably help me with that, is that... Um, they were spreading with satellite type offices into many different states. So when you move into different states, there are different laws, the different state laws. I mean, federal is pretty much federal, but when you get into different states like California, New York, you know, there's a whole bunch of different rules and stuff. And they really didn't want to deal with that, nor were they sure that they just want to open their office so that you can conduct business in those areas. So after sitting down with them and kind of just mapping this out and playing it and seeing what their current state was that, you know, what they were in, and they really were even weren't driven on money. They just didn't want to have any compliance issues, any employee issues, employee issues and all that stuff. They didn't want to file taxes under, you know, different returns for each different state. But when we went through the whole process and you know, we were able to save, you know, quite a quite a bit of money for a 25 person group, somewhere in the range of about 30, 40 grand. Wow. That's yeah, what which, I, I think that was really big actually, too. But more importantly, in which we get into afterwards. From where they were currently. Currently. Afterwards. So they were paying an overage of $40,000 because they did not know how much cost savings they could potentially get by working with someone like you. I mean, think about it, right? I mean, there's you you sit there and you get on a telephone and you fight about your phone bill for $10. And then right. You, you, know, you fight about the guy who's delivering water and saying we should continue to do this. But you don't want to have a conversation with someone like me that could, could look at this. And probably way more than half the time, I'm going to find some you know, cost savings and or better efficiencies, usually both, to be honest with you. So if there's the potential, you know, to look at something that's impacting your business from an employment benefit side, where you have 25 employees, maybe 15 enrolled, why would you not look at that? And can, can I just go a little further? Yeah, please, please, that please keep okay. going. So what's actually was really interesting on them. And and I tell them they need to actually, are you guys going to do something? I'm right now I single, are you guys going to do something for me here? Um, and that's a joke, audience. I'm just happy to help the client out. But you know, they were faced when I initially saw them on top of that savings, because they didn't show me originally the, uh, you know, they've been holding their cards to the best. Right. Like, I'm here to help you. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, they were they were initially faced with a 60 percent increase on their employee benefits. OK, and so when I say I'm it was saving them, you know, 30 percent or 40, I mean, 30, 40,000, whatever that number was, that was based off their previous renal. So I saved them that money on that. The, the, the next year. They got hit with a higher increase because they there was a lot of usage. That's kind of how you know these these companies look at it. And we were able to maneuver into another plan that not only did they get faced with the forty percent savings, we were able to come back with a ten percent savings, 
and a rate lock. And a rate lock basically meant they were three months before their previous, before their renewal. So they were guaranteed that rate for 15 more months. Wow. So basically for three and a half years, they've gone backwards on their um, employee benefits costs. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. So that that was a, I mean, so it's fitting for this audience. And if it's, you know, if this is going to go on Facebook, it'll be, uh, um, you know, open to any other businesses. But um, you want to give another business example that, that might not be a law firm that, that had some pretty cost savings? I remember you doing a quote for a company that was going to save mad money, but they, they never pulled the trigger. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that was interesting because, uh, yeah, but either way, do you, do you have any other examples? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, got, there's, there's, there's so many different examples. So I guess we talked white collar is what I would call it. You have white collar right. and you have, you know, um, gray and you have blue, right? So white's going to be the accounting firms, the attorney offices, things like that. They have different needs. You're going to have the gray area that kind of goes in between both. Um, you know, maybe that's could be um, an internet company that sells, you know, betting and things like that, but yet they have a warehouse that's attached to it. So they kind of have a little touch on both areas. I consider that gray. So I'm going to even just reference the one you're talking about to so a blue collar that you know, is doing road work where, you know, people are standing in roads. Now, obviously that's going to be a higher risk, right? Um, so that particular company, um, we did go into, we did a, a great um, analysis for, we were able to save them quite a bit of money. And there was a lot of margin to work with because they did, they did offer, basically everybody had insurance. So they had the medical side, but on the workers comp side, they were such a high risk that there was so much money that we were able to save them on that. They didn't move forward, not because, and they loved it, not because it wasn't better for them. And I do want to touch on an area to get away from the employee benefits and the comp side. They do a thing when you're doing in construction, like certified payrolls, and they have to do that on a pretty much a weekly or a monthly basis, right? And the um, the PEOs actually would do that for them or assist them with that. And that was a huge um, help for them. The second thing was that they had an employee benefits, um, you know, internally there that the CFO of the company, because they had about 40 employees, was managing, or 45 employees was managing. And that's really not, I think, time well spent, you know, from a soft cost perspective, I'm going here in that direction. For a CFO to be kind of dutied out with having to handle and manage, right? I mean, reconciling the invoice, voice, and add-ons, and like um, drop-offs, and I mean that's that's something you have an administrative person doing. That's something as an example that the PEOs would handle. And from a compliance standpoint, because um, I want to get away and show the different areas that this company particularly would have been helped. Um, from a compliance standpoint, they're at forty-five employees. When you hit fifty employees, there's a thing called ACA compliancy. And you have to have a measurement period going back a year and then forward. And if you go over for a certain period of time, then you have to, you know, you have to offer insurance or there's certain guidelines and reportings, things called, I don't want to bore the audience, but 1095 or 1094 Cs. And any company out there that we're speaking to is listening that has 50 employees, they understand what I'm what I'm talking about. You know, if you're under that, you may not. Um, but these were all things that you know they weren't tracking towards and that would be handled. And that can be a huge compliance issue because if you make a mistake on how you go about doing that, that's $3,000 per employee retro, you know what I mean? Um, and can be even higher, you know, on a different penalty, which is, um, I think it's about 3,600. So we were not able to, but I was able to educate them. The reason why they didn't move forward was um, one of the people particularly had some health issues and was a little concerned just about making a change. I really don't want to, you know, get into, right. get into that. So I will probably write them and work with them down the road. And I'm currently helping them and assisting them, even though I'm not getting paid for that to, uh, you know what I mean, to, to help them be better and more compliant for when they're all ready to make that move. Great example. And uh, 
before I go into my next question mm -hmm. and, and maybe you can think about it and you'll answer the, the, the current question I have actually not question. Think about five saving statements that that uh, the audience can take with them. So exactly, okay. you know, wh where can I save money? Why would I switch over to PEO? And so while you're thinking about that, okay. Going back to my law firm example, like I know several law firms that do it all in house. Why do you think they're doing it in house? And how would it benefit? It's a great question. And you know, what's so funny is we, we do a lot of work with accounting firms, you would think that an accounting firm, I mean, why would they need an HR outsourcing payroll company, right? I mean, they do the taxes themselves. And, and they're, 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 it's very common to have clients that are, you know, that are accounting firms. So when we switch over to say the attorney firms, I really think it's one of those things they just have not sat down and actually just had a cost analysis of a basic business discovery on just kind of looking at what other option might be out there for them. Because I believe that most of the time, if you look at it and you see it, you're going to be wondering, you know, why was I not doing this? Or why did I at least look at this, you know, prior? So the answer to the question I'm going to say is um, they haven't had the opportunity to have somebody sit down and kind of break it out and present it to them. Right. Well, my advice to any of the law firms or businesses that, that listen or, or watch the show, definitely at least take the opportunity to call Keith or someone like Keith, if you know someone personally and, and try to drill down the numbers and then see exactly where you are. Cause I guarantee there's going to be some call savings and a ton of headache work that you're not going to have to handle internally. Um, all right. So do you have, uh, some of those sure. takeaways? I mean, sure. Um, but you can go to totalbusinessgroup.com. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so if they want to go there, they can do that. They can reach me that way. They can reach me through you or. Yeah. You know. So to reach Keith and, and we're going to, I'm going to put this up on a slide once is uh this is uh edited and saved but if you want to write it down it's total biz sort of biz group with a b-i-z correct group.com mm -hmm. um and it's keith tarico kt as i know him <laughs> but um a few takeaways and then we're going to jump into another subject sure so i think your question just repeated back to you was what are six areas that maybe they can take with them to understand what would be something to think about i said five but if you got six let's go with okay it. let's go for it <laughs> you know so i'm going to say hr human resources even if you have even if you have <clears throat> excuse me even if you have an hr person they wouldn't be displaced it would just be in addition to and why is that important because compliance staying up to new laws that are being changed things that are happening, updates. I'm gonna say payroll. I think payroll and technology kind of go together. I think they all have to speak to each other. Having a certified um, payroll representative there to help to double check, make sure you're not having mistakes, um, having someone to call on. Um, as an example, not to kind of get ahead of ourselves here, but even in the current state of things that have happened, <clears throat> someone to go to to be able to get like information reports, you know, you know the, uh, the information that you need to say for a payroll protection, all that stuff from the CARES Act. Employee benefits, um, I think we hit pretty heavy on that. Excuse me, just the group buying power to the employee benefits. Workers' compensation, um, this can even go down to, you know, risk management. You know, we have um, our operation, you know, would like to, um, you know, operate better. People are getting um, carpet tunnel syndrome. And so how do we avoid that? And also, too, you know, you do go on a PEO, you do on a thing they call a PAYGO. So there's no upfront fee for the workers' comp. Basically, it comes out as you're payrolling. And at the end of the year, you don't have an audit. We all know what a you know, pain in the, you know, what the audits are. Um, I'm going to say um, employer exposures, which we really haven't covered. I mean, you have an employee and you, know, you have an employee 
and there's an employee issue that you didn't see, uh, maybe within the management, the way they spoke to them, those, those um, EEOC complaints um, can be anywhere as upwards of any, as you guys probably know from, from your audience, I think would actually know this, anywhere from 50,000 to 500,000, depending on what happened, you know, whistleblower or whatnot. And again, I'm just gonna, I guess I'm saying it twice technology because I put it together with payroll. So it's only, I guess it wasn't six. <laughs> okay, awesome. Uh, this is a great list. This is a lot to learn. So um, again, so from my experience, what, what, you know, it helped me is it bulked everything where my one company that we were using only did payroll. We had a separate company doing benefits. We didn't have anyone handling HR because we were growing. So we didn't need it at the time. Um, you know, obviously medical and, and dental vision benefits and uh, 401k. Um, did I say HR? Yeah, HR, payroll, employee benefits, and 401k. So I think that's kind yeah. of everything that it did for us. Obviously, any risk stuff that that is added, but it bulked everything all in one place, one company, one cost. Absolutely awesome. So let's talk a little bit about your company, if that's okay, Alex, right? So we had the 401k, and we had some you know conversations in regards to the 401k. And, you know, one of the things that you get hit with is like the, as you know, and is the audit, you have to make sure that you're properly, you know, falling into taking out the proper amount of money or else at the end of the year, you got to, you know, pay it back and have all these headaches and whatnot. Well, the PO is going to manage that for you. You're not going to have those issues. The deductions, they're all going to be on the technology, as you see now. When I go in there as an employee on your system through the technology, I'm going to see my employee. Can we talk about one thing about yours too? To the audience? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Go ahead, tell us. So only you, know, you mentioned four hundred one k. We actually the spent before. a lot of time on so, the four hundred one k. I mean, that's the theme with this stuff. Um, getting you know, back to what you do when we were, your when business, you're, where you when you're working with the PEOs and getting away from the transactional day to day. Again, I'm going to talk about audit. It's the same thing I think with workers. Well, thanks again, Keith. This was there's an audit again for year by and and having this conversation with us. Hopefully, it's helpful for everyone out there. Correct again. Um, Keith Tarico, totalbizgroup.com, total B I Z group.com, and I'm going to put his information up there too. So, with the thank you all for joining us. Be safe. So, where was that? Thanks so much for listening to SEO Happy Hour with We Do Web Content. For more great content and to stay up to date, go to wedowebcontent.com and on social media is at We Do Web Content. We'll catch you next time.